Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. We are in season three, episode 55 of the UK Dallas Cowboys Fan Club TV. Tonight I'm joined by my two Welsh brethren. We have Mike Poland, and of course, we have return of Mr. Rich Jones. How are things? Uh, yeah, it's all good. It's nice. The sun has come out, so we actually have sunshine for a change. <laughs> This is mad, yeah. especially in South Wales. For anyone who, like you know, obviously in the UK who knows, like this is this is mad. This is basically our summer. We're getting it in while we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the next two days. <laughs> yeah, then we're screwed. Yeah, then yeah. it's rain again. Are you, you guys getting blasted by the snow as well? That's supposedly on its way. Yeah, apparently Thursday. <laughs> I think they said it was. Yeah, I don't know. So. Tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, yesterday. For all we know, Maybe. it could be happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I like momentarily lose my, you know what? It's because it's snowing. That's <laughs> that'll be how you know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've lost Rich. Yeah, yeah, we've lost Rich. It's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it is. It's it's great to gather the whole family together, as we say. Um, no. Before before we do go any further, Rich, you haven't you haven't been on this off season, and we did say we were going to give you a bit of time to discuss the uh, free agency period and a few concerns you have. So the floor is yours, good sir. Oh, why why are you doing this, with Brian? Why why are you gonna right? Okay, yeah, I'm having fucking kittens about the O line. I'm sorry, I've already dropped my first half bomb. I said I wasn't gonna do it tonight to myself. I've done it. I'm having kittens. Um, Lyle Collins is gone. I'm not happy with it. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. I get it, yeah. but I'm not happy with it. Yeah. When there's already other problems, I don't know what the heck they're going to do. They haven't addressed it yet, which is yeah. kind of an issue in itself. They've created a problem, in my opinion, at wide receiver as well, just to add to the list, because that's fun to do. Big wheel. So... So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was t- tuning in on on Thursday night, Mike, and I know you guys were talking a bit. And uh, I think you did talk a little bit of O line. And this is the one question I have for. I'll throw it to both of you because it's a concern I have. I mean, look, I was on the Tiger Linderbaum train before the season started, mm. but if that is the draft pick that doesn't really resolve anything for you because you're still missing your right tackle and left guard. So, you know. This is the, this it, is the thing. This is the thing yeah. is that, just to cover it quickly, is, yeah, obviously they, they're going to roll with the centre. That kind of mm-hmm. to a degree. I think for most people, that kind of is what it is. Yeah, they might take Linda Mon, but like you said, that would be a bit of a, bit of a, a rubbish move, in my opinion, when you don't know who's playing right tackle. Um, you've got no proven right tackle and you don't know what's happening at left guard. And part of that is yeah. because you let Mr. Collins go, which is where I personally wanted to put him. But even if you kept yeah. him at right tackle, you've, you've got one less position to worry about on the line. So, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. You, you, you get people wanting to play, um, people wanting to play steel over on right yeah. tackle, is it? Um, okay. What are you going to do then when, Mr. Smith inevitably doesn't play full 17 games. Um, who are you now playing at left tackle? 
how much are we going to play musical chairs? They've, they've ultimately they've they've not got five good linemen on this team right now, yeah. um, and they also need to draft other positions. It's not stacking up well for them at the minute, unless they make some big steps in free agency, which they haven't done yet. Yeah. Your, your, your brother from another mother, Mr. Wilson, is backing you up there tonight, Rich. Talking hey. Yeah. I got it. I got the screen minimized, so I can't see it. So you might have to tell me. Just pretend I'm basically blind because I got my notes yeah. on the other side because I haven't had time to <laughs> write yeah, them all yeah, down. Sorry, right. yeah. right, as long as you don't put us in the fridge again. <laughs> oh, it was the freezer. Thank you. <laughs> he is, he is, of Graham is literally James saying, Smith. preach, preach, Rich. So. You know, we could give you the whole show if you want. No, <laughs> let's not do that because I don't want to. I don't want to go that, that that deep. We've done that already. Really. Yeah. But the the the, the other quite one we had in there from DJ Dog is talking about the linebackers. It's his favorite position group, and this is what we are here to talk about tonight. Is mm-hmm. we've obviously done say the top six linebackers. We're going to look at the next six linebackers. Um. Before we do, um, we'll just have a quick look at um, the news that, that that has happened over the last few days. Like there haven't been any any further free agent additions. Um, there has been the new rule, which has been announced today, that every team mm-hmm. will get a possession in overtime. So I'm not sure if they're switching to the full college system. No, oh, only, in po- or... only in post season. Ah, okay. Mm. So they're trialing it, but just postseason yeah. when it matters most. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the NFL we all know and love. Yeah, yeah. But and they are keeping the kickoff rules as well. Um, yeah. Safety reasons and all the rest of it, and it is working and it works. So yeah, there we go. It does. Yeah, it does. Sa- safety uh, first, as they say. Yeah, it's not safety first, to be but I, I still think you should be able to get points off of a kickoff if you get it through the posts. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you um, Joe has brought up the point here and it is something to consider considering we are talking about linebackers Bobby Wagner said he's willing to play on a one year deal for 11 million dollars are you both out so on I. that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind the price I don't mind the cost funnily enough me and Paul were talking about this earlier don't yeah. mind the price the cost 11 million when you look at it, in, it overall is fine. The issue is, is that he only wants to play on a one-year deal. And that's yeah. my problem because yeah. he knows that he'll play on that one-year deal. He'll show that he's still good enough, and then he'll double the price. Mm. That's the yeah. trouble. And then you're you're left with a fan base going, "We want him back," and they don't bring him back. It creates controversy, creates the Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory issue we've had this season, and you're just right back in this massive whirlwind that we're in. Would it, would it be fair to say this is Earl Thomas 2.0? And it was what we predicted would happen <laughs> in, our, in our own group chat. I think that's a fair comment to say. Yeah. It's it's a similar, very similar sort of beast mm. in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. And Gra- Graham is, uh, is agreeing with us. He says he's out on one year Wagner deal. Yeah. One year, then he's off again. So it's, it's no for yeah. Graham. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we can think we can all agree there. Um, Jerry was talking to the press in the last mm-hmm. couple of days. Um, mm. I don't think there was anything too controversial in what he said. He did say he spoke to Randy before Randy left, and 
whether this is Jerry just trying to deflect and said, you know, he was out on the deal and usual Jerry Jones talk of I never let anyone go that I didn't want to keep, you know, so, you know, is, was there anything else you, you guys picked up in that, 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 you know, quick interview with Jerry? No, I did see the, the comments. I didn't listen to it, but I read the synopsis afterwards uh, yeah. of what he said. And, you know, it's typical uh, off-season talk, you know, like trying to make, um, trying to basically move on from it all is what he's trying to do. He's just trying to like say, yeah, yeah okay, right, let's now let's move on. Yeah. yeah the, um, the only other things I've heard, not about that specifically, yeah, um, but just coming out of Jerry, um, and I'm not sure when it was. I'm not sure if it was yesterday or in the past couple of days. Um, but saying that they want to take um, alignment early. Yeah, yeah. Um, not just Kenyon, guard as well. They're looking at tackle. Apparently, Kenyon Green yeah. is. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, I do the I do a mock draft. Mike's Monday mock draft. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And um, in this week's one, it was Trevor Penning. The Cowboys managed to take Trevor mm. Penning. Um, yeah. Aggressive own line, you know, tackle. Not and it, you know, y- you get the right type of tackle. You can move him. You can kick him inside if needs be. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to ask the question because this did come up when when the guys were doing the mock draft ten days or so ago. And mm-hmm. um, Penning was still on the board, and yeah. I was screaming at the, I was screaming at them to take Penning, put him <laughs> at right tackle. He can slip across to left tackle when. Um, Tyron gets injured. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's very much a case of get dogs in. That's what we need on this team. Or guys with a bit of attitude, bit of a chip on their shoulder. Penning coming from, you know, Northern Iowa, isn't it? FCS level team. That's mm-hmm. that's what yeah. you want. Someone who wants to prove something. Yeah, yeah. You always find, and like like I've said before, with any guys in a, in. You know, if it's a group of five teams, certainly FCS, you want them to be standing mm-hmm. out like a sore thumb. Like I've said to you before, you want it to look like the competitive dad play, playing against his kids and winning. That's what you want mm-hmm. it to look like. With Penning, it does. He, you know, he's just, yeah. as I keep saying, one of my favorites say, he's throwing guys around like an empty tracksuit. And that is what he's doing. Yeah. Rich, give us your own thoughts. Pretty much exactly the same. The yeah. guy plays with just straight up dominance, really. He just chucks chuck them around like they're nothing. Yeah, he is straight up aggressive. Um, yeah. Violence is another word you could use, which yeah, some I like. And I do, you know, well, I do like that because, like, here's the thing: is when you go to a game, it's a lot easier for a, a guy whose motor is running too hot and telling them to calm down. It's easier for a guy who's playing too high. To tell mm. him to come down a bit. Yeah, it is it's easier to cool down than it is a warm up. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know, yeah. for a guy who's playing flat and with low energy, it's ha- you need to put a lot of mm. energy to bring that guy yeah. back up. With Penn in, that never happens. It's it is that way. It's it's the he's playing too hard. Let's tend to calm it down a bit. That way is, yeah. is a lot easier than you know. He's he's not doing his thing. He's too flat. He's yeah. too quiet. That's harder to bring up. Yeah. Just bringing up Graham's comment here, he did say he took guard because they have steel and they've no one yeah. left guard as way for that them. Is true. And yeah. like, look, it wasn't. A, we're not saying Graham made made an incorrect pick. It Graham's pick still made sense. He took Zion Johnson, 
with his pick and it does fit what we need it's a left guard and it's not a position flex guy so you know it and, and DJ Dog is making the point that the top four tackles will be gone before 24. Penning is in that group. Mm, Macy, exactly. Penning, Green, or Zion Johnson. Absolutely, 100%. That is very possible. I mean, I think was was two years ago, the top four guys were gone in the top 12 picks. Mm-hmm. All oh four God, offensive it was, tackles. So. It was ridiculous. Yeah. One of, the, one of the reasons I really liked Graham's pick was because it was a guy that you just, you put him in that position and you ride or die and that's it. You get continuity. Sometimes I think there is a bit too much moving around. And yes, a lot of it is typically by need, but I do think teams need to try and put a bit more emphasis on leaving players in certain positions and drafting or addressing free agency to people to slot into those positions, at least in the first instance, and then see where you go. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing with the Zion pick, like me and Brian spoke about it, it was the Friday, so it was literally the day yeah. after. And, um, like I said, what Zion is good is because it, it's his versatility with him and a lot of variance mm-hmm. in, in what he can do. So, what that is handy for is when you go to a uh, training camp, if you haven't already come up with a plan for him yet, it, that doesn't matter because you can mm-hmm. figure it out because he's got so much to his game and so much in the bag, you could just go like, yeah. right, okay, free agency's over, we're here now, what are we going to do? And you just go, okay. And you could just look at the O-line and go, put Zion on there. And that's your plan. That's it. That's That all is what you need to do with him. Um, whereas guys like Kenny Green, Trevor Penning, the, all of those guys, you need more of a plan with them going in. Mm. Before you get to training camp, you need to be like, right, this is A, this is B, this is C. With Zion, there's none of that. You could just be like, yeah, okay. And you could just figure it out on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Just uh, Graham, Graham saying you could literally take any position on the line and it would be an upgrade, which is quite scary. Very mm. fair point to, to yeah, be Yeah, it's a good point, which is Zach why... Martin. Zach Martin. Zach Martin. Zach Martin Zach is Martin. the only exception. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's... I mean, that that's that's why Lindebaum is still in the conversation, really, because yeah. he, he probably would be an upgrade at centre. Problem is, you've got complete blank spots at two other positions, so you can't really afford to do that. So then you're probably forced into a position of saying, well, which one of these is your out-and-out first-round pick? You know, is is the the highest quality, as much as you can tell in a draft, first-round pick, which is going to give you the best value, because if it comes down to it and that's all you're going to do, then that's all you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um and the sucky thing is, it is, is it is probably Lindebaum at that point. Yeah. Um, just DJ Dog did bring up the point there that last year we were all set to take a cornerback, got wiped out, obviously, traded down, got an extra third rounder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you're still, even still, if you're cleaned out, you, the top four tackles are gone, the two guards are gone, the center is gone. There's still enough talent in this draft that you could take potential wide receiver one or a linebacker. So, oh, yeah. you know, at 24, it's too, it's it's a lot harder to say where the board is going to be at 24 than where it was when we were at 10 last year. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew there was three, there was three quarterbacks going to go off the board and then you were going to lose a few players, but none of the guys would have potentially helped us. 
Um, but if we move into the bones of the show, as we said, we're doing our second go round of linebackers tonight. Um, so these are guys who we are going to be looking at on day two onwards. Um, there are some really good guys in this in this mix. The first guy we're going to throw over to a to rich because rich when we when we said who the six guys we were talking about tonight rich was <laughs> almost out of his chair so rich talk to us about leo chanel well th this is the thing i've only looked at tape today like i said to you guys i've not really been very i've, I've not i've not been very involved in this that means you're fresh that just means exactly you're fresh. exactly mm -hmm. so i've come in i've looked at everything and i am really excited about mm -hmm. leo chanel he is, I think, a very good fit specifically for the Cowboys. He is, well, the, the three words I've got down for him, um, three best traits is strength, his instincts, and his desire. He is extremely violent, um, very aggressive, very physical, very good on the pass rush and the blitz. Yes. Um, he was very blitz-heavy last year. That's <laughs> yeah. heavy, rather. Um, his instincts are top-notch. They really, really are good. He has an insane ability to swim through traffic. And I mean, literally, it looks like he's he's swimming. Like, coming from a swimmer, it looks to me like he's in the pool, but he's moving over and around guys. Um, he is, from looking at him, he's very much your kind of old-school, prototypical linebacker in that he's good at doing pretty much everything, but he excels up front, manhandling people and getting past lineman he is really good at it he went toe to toe and honestly spanked lindenbaum when they played on two consecutive plays the first one he got his pads in and his hands his strength in his hands is, is really good stood him up got in got under his pads and li literally stood him up and lindenbaum don't know what the hell he's doing and he's stumbling past him after he's thrown him aside and he's straight through the next play on a, it was um fourth and three i think it was Lindemann tries they, to go who low. Who were they playing? I can't remember. Okay. Iowa. I'm not sure Lindemann's team. This is how out of it I am. Because I don't watch that much college football. <laughs> no, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I do apologize. But anyway, no, no, that's fine. But anyway, on the, on the next play, two consecutive plays, basically, he, he spanked it. Mm. The next play, Lindemann tries going low because it's on a fourth and three and they're obviously trying to get a bit of a sneak or get some short yardage going on just get the first. Literally just swims over him. He just goes, nah. In with the left behind him, swims over with the right, and he's passed, gets a tackle for loss, and it's a turnover on downs. And that's those aren't the only two plays. There was another, at least one, I saw where he really had his number. He is really, really good at manhandling people and just getting past them. Like some if of the other get... linebackers we'll look at, they are good at getting past or working around people with agility, mm. and they'll fight at the line. He will go through the line, and he's playing in the backfield. Which yeah, is perfect for the game. There's another guy like that that we can talk about, but yeah, I mean, if you yeah. want to go watch a game, go watch him uh, against this year against Purdue. He's just, he, he is the defense in that game. Um, the only thing I will say uh, that goes against um, Leo is obviously that um, uh, the Wisconsin scheme it, mm. it provides him a lot of movement back there. So because he's got time and movement in the second level that plays to his strengths so 
that is something you want to replicate in the NFL. Um, otherwise, he's going to get caught up in the in the reads a bit. And also, the only trouble I have with um, Leo is that, um, and I've been asked to give out the numbers because they are crazy. But one mm. thing that is extremely notable with Leo straight away is that he's going to be an early down linebacker. He's not going to be a guy you can mm. keep out uh, out there for all three downs. So if you are a team that tries that doesn't really make much line changes on defense he's going to be a guy that will easily get targeted on third down his arm length is very short and he's never really been asked in wisconsin because of the style of game that they play to really do much pass coverage so not only can he not do it he hasn't been asked to do it and physically he's unable to do it but everything else once you start going through the testing numbers He's a big lump. He's a lump of a guy. He's nearly six foot three, 250 pounds. So you're already oh, yeah. in the 70th percentiles. So then yep. his 10 yard split, which is quite important. And it, it is a testament to power. Uh, a 155, which is just phenomenal for a guy that size. Uh, his 40 yard dash was a 453. And then his jumps were all 95th percentile a 41-inch vert and a 128 broad jump. It's like, yeah. what are you doing with that? And when you look at the, the the scatter chart on it all as well, he's all out there on his own with it all. Um, I tell you something that he's very reminiscent of, so much so, and he's so aggressive and so powerful. I can see him taking his helmet off and headbutting somebody just like Brian Cushion, and that's what he is. He's rocked That's up fair. like him. He's rocked That's up fair. like him. Um, and yeah. I've got him down as a third round grade, but I think he's one of them. Him and the other guy we'll speak about today, Brandon Smith, they're right on the very edge of the first group of linebackers. Yes. After that, it's these guys and Leo uh, and, and Smith, both there on at the start of the next tier. But yeah. linebackers, I think they're going to go so quickly, so fast. Although I've got a third round grade on uh, Leo, I think he will probably go in the second because yeah. it's it, it it's more of a supply and demand issue that will come out because of it. Um, agility is something that he's okay with. Yeah, um, it, it's it's adequate if you like, but I, I agree with you that. Yeah. What he is more than anything is a run defender who, and here's a good one something that is a little um, understated. People who play the game will know what we're on about. But um, one of the things you want to try and look at with linebacker with run defending is um, people give it various names like tackle drift or, or lost momentum, is another word they use. And what that is, is when a running back hits the linebacker, because the running back's got momentum, they generally fall forward. But good linebackers can hold them up and stop that drift. Because if you hit that linebacker and they ha- they're they not very good at standing up against a tackle and they absorb that, some running backs, even though you get tackled and bring it down, you can still get from that tackle two yards. So if the linebacker's already a yard back, by the time you get to third down, if running backs know that you give up yardage on the tackle and you drift quite badly or you, you lose bad momentum, a running back's going to know. And he's going to go, I can get to third down and be on third and one just by hitting, running into this guy because his drift is so... But Leo, mm-hmm. no, nah, none of that. You watch him, yeah. it's literally... He probably... You may see one or two where he gives up a yard. Um, yeah. 
and that's how crazy it is. Yeah. In, in just, turn, go on. Sorry. I'm just just going to put just going to pull up a comment here from DJ Dog. Just he was talking in terms of the numbers there. Do we really know if he can cover? Same was being said of Michael last year. Just yeah. a thought. And kind of as, as is the issue. Wisconsin yeah. scheme is the issue for him that you haven't seen him do it. That he hasn't yeah. been asked to drop into coverage all that yeah. much. When he has done it, he's this. This is the thing, and like it's mirrored in the numbers because, like you said, some of his numbers and his it, it's his agility is, is a weird thing to talk about for me because he's he's good and he's not. He's very light on his feet for how big he is, how big a guy he is, and what he does and how physical he is. He's yeah. very light on his feet, which is what helps him get through the line after first contact after shedding that block. And mm-hmm. he's not his acceleration isn't good, but his top speed is. Um, he's actually pretty. He's actually pretty good, but when you he he does look stiff sometimes. He's not. I wouldn't say agility is is a good thing for him. But then you've got to give him dues in in some aspects, like we've just said. And if you put him out in the open, tackling out in the open in coverage, he is going to struggle. He's going to be in the region. Yeah. Um, in the plays I've seen him done it, he's in the region and he can basically just by being in the area he can stop passes. The scheme doesn't help him there, but like you said, you, you just don't know to a degree how good he actually is at that because the scheme yeah. hasn't helped him in terms of putting that yeah. on tape. But it, from what I've seen, it's it's not terrible. It's just that not mm, as good as him no, playing would, up front. I, That's I, where I he excels. From what, what you have seen, it is bad. <laughs> it is where well, I disagree with you, but okay. it isn't that much. Like. I mean, he, he was targeted 22 times and he allowed 20 receptions. So you could just use that as your baseline. But what yeah. that does say to you is that he isn't used that much in coverage. So you, you're looking at a, a, a double-edged sword with him, that there's not much experience, but he's limited by his physical capabilities. And he he, he is a fast guy. Like you say, there's nothing wrong with that. His lateral m- m- agility, if you like, it is yeah. it's it's okay, it's adequate. But as in terms adequate of when you think word. of yeah, but when you think like when you move to the NFL and things are happening a lot faster and you're yes. gonna be dealing with things moving in into him a lot more faster, he is gonna struggle in that sense. So that's why I always say he's a two down back, but given practice and time and technique, there's no who's to say where he can he can move up to. And the other trouble that I have with him is that although he has the strength in his hands and uh, his lower half, his block deconstruction is fine. He can stack and shed, but you want to see more. Like for a guy of his size and stature, you'd think he'd be able to to turn a bit more easier, but he just mm. sometimes it, he makes a tackle off block. Uh, and you just think, well, no, you know, at least do something a bit better than that. Because he can do it because he's doing it. He, he's almost too gapping, if you like, once he hits a blocker. And he can break away quite easily. But he's he's not going to deconstruct from his blocks as, as easy as the others. And apart from that, he did miss quite a few tackles last year. Um, but it could have been more about uh, what he was being asked to do. Um, but the, the big one for me is change of direction. And the other one as well is his vision. Uh, I, I he, he he does tend to follow the quarterback's eyes way too much. <laughs> yeah. You do see that a lot. Yeah. So our 
like from the way from the way you're talking there, this seems to be quite similar to the Devon Lloyd situation. Mm. In that <coughs> not great in coverage could could easily be taught and, mm. and learn up on that. Mm. So given that the second round would be a premium pick and you would probably have to pick Matt. 56 is that a viable pick to make yeah well yes because if you're mm -hmm. the the two main problems that you need to address because it's not being done in free agency at the mm -hmm. minute yeah. is your offensive line and your run defense mm -hmm. now they don't put that much value on defensive tackle Yes. So the next position you really need to look at to do that is a linebacker, which yeah. is one of the reasons I've, like I said, I, I'm actually reasonably happy with this guy. Because if you're going to ask him just to run block, yeah, then and stop the runner, then yeah, he's probably going to do pretty well at that. And that frees up then other people to do certain things. Yeah. But it is a problem. There is going to be a concern, and he is going to get found out probably pretty quickly in the NFL, like Mike said, when it yeah. comes to pass coverage. So, yeah, Mike's completely right in saying that he's a he's a two down, or even if you take him out and then bring him back in to blitz yeah, in certain situations. That's that's the only real way I see him playing through snaps. Yeah, he's, he's mainly... Uh, and the reason why... Because uh, you say, like, you know, you were talking about Devon Lloyd and all the rest of it. Devon Lloyd is more of an mm. all-around linebacker. He, as mm, we yeah. said on the show, he, he's a, he's um, he, he can do a bit of everything. Whereas yeah. with Leo, the, his physical, more of his physical limitations and his, his, his reach and his length is what limits him to being able to be on third down. Yeah. Yeah. Just bringing up a few comments there as they were as they were coming in talking about Sam Williams. Given given our private discussions last week, we'll not talk too much further on Sam. But a question here from DJ Dog, and he just brought brought it in. Realistically, if we're cleaned out with the top seven linemen taken, Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean are available, and say Trail and Burks are there. Who do we take? That mm, uh, is a choice of riches, and this is actually a scenario that could very well happen. Yeah, um, it is. I do see, though, no matter what happens out of Lloyd and Dean, one of those will be gone. So, it, for yeah, 100%, definitely. because I will tell you now, Eagles are looking to take a linebacker, so that's going to be one of those two gone. Um, yeah. If I really wanted to take one out of the two, it would be Dean. Um, yes. I just Valenti think that... Is <laughs> yeah, it would be Dean more. Um, uh, what's the best way to describe his, his athletic gifts? Are, are mm -hmm. what I find very interesting. Um, yeah, with with Dean, uh, with Devon Lloyd, like the issues I have, and I know we've spoken about him before. Missed tackles, um, yeah. and he gets worn down very, very, very easily. So, what you get from him in the the first quarter in comparison to the fourth quarter is they're, they're two different players yeah. whereas Dean returns. yeah Dean is ticking on constantly yeah yeah um 
So we've 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 spoken at length about Leo Chanel. Um, mm-hmm. The next guy we're going to mention, and Paul has brought him up a couple of times, um, is Brandon Smith, who is Ooh. another Penn State linebacker. Yeah. yeah so and, go, again, go this, this is a guy. Who, this is a guy who has played with Micah Parsons. He's he's mm-hmm. he's a very good player. Um, Again, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a full three down linebacker. No. So, again, are, are we are we looking at a similar player here to Leo Chanel in that he's good run defense, can hit, can hit, can swim, but he's not going to help you much in coverage. Um, I don't know about that actually. Um, I disagree. But, yeah, for yeah, me, go ahead. He's- He's got a little, um, a little of um, Isaiah Simmons to him, um, right. in that he's just very, very fluid. He, he, he's he's loose-hipped. The issue with him, and <laughs> it's a funny thing that the issue with Brandon Smith um, is that it's something you keep saying with him is it's always. Um, it all comes down to processing speed that he makes up for a lot of deficiencies in all parts of his game at all the three phases mm-hmm. by just how athletic he is. And I'll, I'll hit you with the numbers, right? Cause yeah. honestly, this guy probably had the best combine <laughs> that was out mm-hmm. there. Right. So straight away is measurements. When you go out there his measurements are just insane. Um, so six foot three and a half, um, 250 pound, 90th, per, uh, 90th percentile, an 81 and a half inch wingspan, right? 98 percentile, 34 and five eighths inch on the arm length, 98 percentile. And then you go into the athletic testing four, five, two and a 40 yard dash, 38 inch vert, 128 broad, all 91st percentile or more. The guy is just, he, he is a monster. Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm talking a lot, so I, I'll, let, um, I'll let Rich kick in you. Go on, but, Rich, um, give us your yeah, thoughts. Give us your take. Is, is this the guy that played 2020 as more sort of the hybrid guy playing against the I, slot more and then transitioned over? Or have I got know, my notes mixed up? Played in the slot more. Oh, I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, not not so much. No, right. I, I, I know who you're thinking of. Not not this guy, but he did play. Um, I I can bring that up. He did play, um, a lot in 2020 as a uh, slot defender <laughs> in comparison to the other years. But yeah, he he isn't really that type of guy. Yeah, because the notes I've notes I've got on him. Yeah, and this well, is where I think I'm getting confused from listening to you. Was that very much he was the opposite of what Brian was saying at the start in terms of him yes. being quite similar to Leo in that he mm-hmm. was very much better at the coverage side of things. Yes. And he was yes. transitioning yes. to a more traditional linebacker role and it wasn't mm-hmm. the smoothest. And to be completely fair to him, he's still learning the position, like that facet yeah. of the position yes. because of it being all round. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think yeah, he I looked like he struggled a bit with the increase in player size, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he is a he is a big he is quite a big guy, but he did play a mm. lot in the slot last year. But he did he was doing it from the linebacker position, if you like. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Yeah. yeah. DJ Dog is backing you up there, Rich, and saying that he didn't test as well as he thought he would. He's green and will need time to develop. So oh. there, there will be a little bit of a learning curve there with him. Um, yeah. Our own, our own much beloved Paul Stewart is saying he wants to draft Brandon Smith and assign him number 54 so he can <laughs> rewear his Jalen Smith jersey and pass it off uh. as Brandon Smith. If ever there was a Scottish comment, that right there that was is a it. Scottish comment. That is it. <laughs> that is perfect. And we do still love you, Paul. He, <laughs> he, seems, like, he seems to me, Mike, is this a fair thing of, because like I said, I've only watched a certain amount of tape on him today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it fair to say that he's probably, at the minute, low floor, but the ceiling's potentially quite high? But it is because a he, little yeah. bit of a gamble. Yeah. yeah, because it, because it's all about instincts with him, and and yeah. as you said, learning learning the linebacker position more, and it, it is true that it, that is correct, and he is trying to find a feel for it, especially um, with Penn State. There's a the way Penn State actually moves in the second level is there's actually quite a lot of movement when you watch it, like almost mm. seems a little at times unnecessary. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I've never tried to figure it out or, or really bothered. It's one of them things where if it works, it works. So keep it going. Yeah. And like I say, he, he does seem to have that Isaiah Simmons about him, that he's the big bulky mm. guy that can play, that can cover. He, he, he's definitely different to Leo Chanel in that way. Um, yeah. I can try and find my comp for him. Yeah. Where have we got it? As Baron Browning. But... Um, yeah, when you get into his run defense, he is very much the same as Leo in that way that he can block, he can clog, clog and cover, uh, mm -hmm. as well. He's more of a guy you want to keep as the will, though. You don't want to be yeah. really trying to force him into the Michael the Sam because he's better coming defending off the edge more mm. than anything because like i said the way the penn state move the the second level guys around a lot what that does mm -hmm. is it, it gives them more space so they don't have to come down and block because when you yeah. see him block he he he's gonna struggle especially with the stronger offensive lineman in the nfl because that's where he struggles mm. his strength it's his it's his upper body strength he, he, he can't do it in that sense so what you tend to find is he's much better when he can scrape as a scrape defender, that's a bit easier for him. Okay. So, just bringing up the comment here, DJ Dog did say he agreed with us that he has high upside. Um, yeah. And I mean, look, <clears throat> I don't think the Dallas Cowboys seem to have good luck with our Penn State linebackers. As we mm. say, Sean Lee was replaced by Brant, or not by Brandon Smith, by Mike Parsons. Mm -hmm. And you know, like if if you were nearly being honest about it, Michael last season was the alpha. He was the leader of the defense. Oh, I... Replaced Sean Lee, who was for the ten years I would argue the ten years he was with the Dallas Cowboys. Sean Lee was the leader. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, mm. I think DJ Dog has somehow gotten hold of our list of players for tonight because he's just <laughs> Montana State linebacker has interest in college history played quarterback in wildcat offense so yeah. we're going to jump straight into that and we are going to talk about Troy Anderson because again it was another name 
that we brought up. Um, this was the last player that we added to the list. There was between myself and Mike, we had a discussion about Henry Toto and <laughs> Troy Anderson. So, Mike, this is your guy, so I'm going to throw it over to you. He is right. It is crazy with what Anderson did in college. I mean, he, he played... <laughs> He played quarterback, running back, wide receiver, linebacker. Um, and he, literally, he only started playing linebacker last season. So, mm. like, here's the best way to describe, like, what you can say with each part of Troy Anderson. It's this, it, it is this simple, right? So, first of all, if you want him to play at linebacker, he, again, he's going to be a will, no matter what you say. But he's a will that, given over time, can will be able to play the Mike linebacker and we will be able to play it well. But whenever you say you go, uh, what's his tackling like? You go, yeah, it's good. He just needs better technique. So then you go, okay, what's his vision like? You go, it's good. He just needs better technique. And you find a common theme <laughs> whenever you talk about Anderson. So you go, okay, what's his run defense like? Good technique. Blocking, yeah, good. Just better technique, and it's just a common theme you get with him constantly over and over again. And I think it's because mm -hmm. he only played linebacker or started playing it really full time that, that he decided that that was what his position was going to be. Um, yeah. last season, so that's why you get a lot of these struggles with him. And he's explosive, he's he is a quality defender, he is a good linebacker. There's just a there's a a lot you need to work with to get there with him to be something. But the foundation of mm -hmm. what you've got there with him is good. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much a match with what, with what I've seen really. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. the negatives I've seen of him, like you said, yeah. it you, there's definitely that trend there in terms of, seems to be basically just experience and longevity because he's only done it a season yeah. he's definitely developmental in that aspect it, yeah. it's, the, the, the core stuff is there he is a good guy he's, he's athletic, he's explosive he's quite raw and there's yeah. inconsistencies in ripping tackles um, <laughs> sometimes there's bad angles and overrunning um, and he yeah. can kind of just go with the flow a bit against the run yeah. Um, he does seem to be better in coverage, but he has got a really high motor and he plays through the whistle. So, yeah. which is something that obviously coaches love. So, yeah. it, I completely agree. That's definitely the core stuff is there. It's just he's going to take a bit of time and needs to be coached. So, as long as he's yeah. coachable and he receives it well and yeah. he takes it on board, yeah. he'd be yeah. perfectly fine. He'd be really good. I completely agree with Mike. He'll be definitely starting weak side and he can progress probably quite well. Into Mike, yeah. yeah. Give it but once yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that once you've got his technique solidified in yeah. all the aspects, now you've got a Mike linebacker and you've got a good yeah. one. And you know, exactly. size fits, you know, the yeah. mold, he's he a 10 yard split of one five one, which is just bonkers, 40 yard of four four two, which is 98, but and his broad jump of one two eight. So he's explosive and he's strong and he's quick, yeah, and he's got the movements. He also has the 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 physical capabilities because his arm length and his wingspan are fine and you know you've got everything there that you need it's just and like you're talking about a guy here just to give you an idea when you start talking about the type of 
uh, player and athlete that he is, that this guy right here, you talk about, you know, we talked about Zion earlier, you know, about how versatile he is. Nobody in this draft is more versatile than Anderson by just the sheer fact he's played yeah. different different positions on offense. Then he moves to defense. So it's a testament to just not just yeah. how adaptable he is and, and how quick he is to learn, but also how athletic he is. Because to be able to play those various positions takes yeah. different types of body type, but he can do it all. And he has yeah. done it all. So yeah. it, it's just a, it just goes to show you. Uh, and you, you, every uh, when, when I was going through it, you have like when you, you do your scouting, you've got charts and, you know, you put ticks and you put numbers next to it that gives you a final score to give you a rang number. And every time you're doing it, everything with him is always just like, that's a good number. That's a good. That's what it's like mm. with him. There's no. There's no bad numbers in there. There's no. Yeah. There, obviously, I'm not saying he's a perfect player, and that he didn't have bad parts because it is. And most of it comes down to technique and instincts and play speed as well as another one that he just yeah. needs to get his play speed up, and that will come yeah. over time. And once he gets it up, and the processing skills there, the athleticism's already there. So it's just it, the, the the two will converge, and you've got to. Yeah. You, you will have a decent player. Yeah, he's he's been a bit of a victim of his own success, really. He just needs yeah. polish. That's all yeah. it is. He needs experience yeah. and he needs coaching, and he'll take it quite well. Because, like you said, a guy that can that can adapt that much and has that intelligence mm. and the athleticism, he's going to take that on board pretty well. You'd think. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I mean, if we if we make the comparison, I mean, Rich and myself would talk a lot of rugby union, and I mean, yeah. if you have a guy. And this is what it sounds like is you have a guy who can play as a flanker but can also play as a winger. Yeah. He's not gonna have the tackling technique, but you can teach that technique over yeah. time. Having the yes. ability to actually make the tackle is the most important thing. Yes. Completely agree. And it, it it just bringing up the point and DJ Dog has put in a couple of them there, you know, is that they can create sub packages to get him involved in terms of bringing him in on special teams special teams um, certainly definitely and you know <coughs> you could use him as a wildcat quarterback <laughs> or fullback inside oh, yeah, the five yeah. yard line you know that's Connor McGovern's role but I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't say no to it but I, I was going to say it's not something you you see regular but then you yeah. made a bet with Rob Phillips there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yeah McGovern was going to run in a touchdown. So, you know, yeah. I can't say that really. But, yeah, in terms of two-way play, he is going to be a two-way player, but I would say more yeah. defence special teams rather than defence offence. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, it's a, this is a guy you, you would draft to give him a year on special teams, allow him to improve that tackling technique, bring him in in the second year, play him on that weak side. And, you know, allow his game to develop naturally, you know, rather than saying, bring him in, put him at weak side, and let him roll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So the next guy we are going to look at is Darian Beavers out of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So, again, this, this guy is ascending. I've seen him ranked anywhere from in the 200s into 77. So his talent is rising. He's a guy who was all over the place on a very good Bearcats defense in um, the last college season. So 
if either of you want to talk about Darien. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, first of all, transfer from UConn. So goes mm -hmm. um, uh, over to Cincinnati, who, you, you know, he transfers over 2021. And lo and behold, they go to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. There seems <laughs> to be a pattern emerging. But, no, I mean, I'm not saying he's the reason, but still, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. There, there is a lot to like with him. Um, yeah. If I just bring up my report on him. Um, hitting power, aims low, wraps, brings his feet through contact. So straight away, yeah. you're just like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, nice. Um, very thick, good length. I'll try and get his numbers up for you, and we mm -hmm. can talk about that. Um, no so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a guy you are going to keep out there for all three downs. Definitely 100%. Um, yeah. Broad jump, vertical jump, free cone, all in the 80th percentile or above. His wingspan, nearly 81 inches, which is 98th percentile. The guy is a monster. He is big. Um, so you want to say, like, well, look, if he could do all of this, why is he lower than the other guys? It's uh, speed and agility. So although the three cone drill that he did was fine, you're not seeing it on the field. It was a bit of a surprise to see him do a three cone under seven seconds, if I'm honest with you. His change of direction, I would say personally, is when you see it on the field, is more of average. Um, mm -hmm. He keeps his hips high. And um, what's the best way to describe his speed and agility? Is that he's good doing it against tight ends. You do see that. That is good. But when you try to see him chew up grass on a back pedal and try and get depth, for some reason, and I don't know why, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. It seems to be delayed. That's the best way to describe it. That's yeah. how I would call him. Um, apart from that, yeah, I mean, apart from that, uh, do I have... I should have, because I pretty much almost finished this. Uh, where are we looking? Um, I'll try and find. I did just have his. Uh... Ah, there we go. Zaven Collins is a guy that I, I liken him to. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's some other guys you could you could follow him up with. Um, I think this is a guy you want to put more at Sam immediately or line or Mike possibly. Mike is a possibility. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you want to throw in on um, this one, Rich, but um, just to finish, what I think is that good instincts, good reactions in that sense, can find the ball in traffic, um, good strength to get off blocks, which is the other two guys or the other three guys we spoke about doesn't really have. And um, yeah, his pass rush ability is okay. It's not great, but it's okay, is the best way to put it. Yeah. And I'll leave mm -hmm. the rest to Rich. That's, yeah. again, a lot of what I, I've seen in the limited tape I've watched is is pretty similar. Um, mm -hmm. He His lateral agility is is a question for me, um, from what I've seen. it's From what Mike was trying to describe, it, it seems like he's, if he's in a position where 
it's a bit more downhill um and it's a play that you're like oh yeah you you, you can tell pretty early on whether he's got it or not and if he's got it it's going it, it's going to look pretty pretty lethal um when he when he goes and plays through a guy um otherwise it's like mm, he's, he's he's probably going to struggle I'm, i can't put my finger on it but that's just sort of the impression i got watching it um, very fiery. He will fight at the line of scrimmage and tends to be quite smart with it. Um, yeah. He's typically always around the ball, like you said. He's he, he's got a bit of a nose for it. His mm. pass rushing, sort of like stand-up pass rushing. Um, I agree with you. He's he didn't seem he he kind of has the speed and agility to a point to go around the outside, and there's plays where he does it. But he, I mean, this is a weird thing to say, but he seems to more lean than bend which is a weird thing to say but it just doesn't look natural watching him do it, it doesn't look the best um <laughs> but it but he is good and he's there's some stuff i saw where he was swimming through traffic as well but he's typically he's always around the ball when stuff's happening if there's a play where the ball's coming out he's typically yeah. in the area whether it's him or not he's in the area at least yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but when when you see him in coverage, he he, he does. He's got he he kind of is. It's delayed is the issue I have him in. Yeah, like like you see him doing that old Tampa two style, you know, the mm. Tampa two defense. So that requires the Mike linebacker, obviously, as you know, to try and um, chew up grass. And you'll see him do it, and he does do it quite well when he understands the role that what? he's doing. Yeah, what, yeah, what's required. And that's the thing with him that you can say a lot about, is that, because he does understand his role. I don't want to say that he doesn't understand his role. But sometimes there will be times where he seems to, um, uh, like, as if as, as if he's used up his bag of tricks in, in a particular game. Yeah. So now he's run out of <coughs> ideas and he, he's limited to what, like, he's gone through the bag and it, I don't know why, but it seems to be like he's gone through his bag of tricks, and now he's just like thinking to himself, "So what? What am I supposed to do now?" And that delays him. It, that's the mm. best way to describe yeah. it. Processing does, speed. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say his processing speed. It just seems to be that there's something there that he just seems to think, right? Okay, now, so now what am I doing? Like, because you you know his processing speed's fine because he's done it for the previous three quarters. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, one of the other things that I think it was from, I'm trying to remember an interview, and there's an interview from last year, and a lot of people were just saying about the type of character is that he's this high character type guy, that he, yeah. that, uh, that he is, that's him. Um, he played wide receiver, played safety, he, now here he is playing um, linebacker, as I say, initially at UConn, then transferred in 2019. Um, one of the other things I think I did pick up on was that he will be, by the time the draft comes around, he'll be 24. So age is against mm. him because he's a, he's, a yeah. he's a red shirt senior. Yeah. And that does drop you, that does drop you down some. Yeah. One of, the, yeah. one of the criticisms I saw, and again, I haven't viewed enough tape on him, to be able to make this judgment myself. So I'm hoping you can tell me. But one of the things I saw earlier today was um, he doesn't seem to be very aware of things. Well, it gives the impression that he's not as aware of things happening around him generally, especially behind him. Do you think that's fair? Mm, not really. So what you're saying, that aware of what's going on behind him? 
more or less, yeah, when he's in that position where he's got, like you said, when he's in Tampa 2 and he's got to basically chew up grass. Mm. And I'm wondering if this is part of the reason, not all of it, but part of why, like you said, it he takes a second. Is it because of he's not as 100% aware of exactly where everyone is and what everyone's doing to then go, okay, this is what i got to do. It takes him a, a second or two, and then yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying. Um, uh, how, the, how, to, how to really explain this is the best way I would say with him is that he understands, he he, he has understanding of the play, mm. if you like, that his yeah. instincts are fine for what he's doing in his particular play, albeit sometimes it will be delayed, as we said. But he, he does lack in terms of an understanding of the entire concept of what he's trying to do. So what he's doing in his particular part of the play is fine. He just doesn't, he doesn't understand the concept of it all. And you can understand that. Yeah. 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 Understanding the play, understanding the the play call, but not understanding the play concept. Yeah. Hmm. The the question I would have then, Mike, coming out of that is, is that a function of the fact, as you say, he transferred from UConn, yeah. to Cincinnati and yeah. you just don't have that familiarity with your secondary and with your defensive line when you're trying to play essentially the mic which is the the quarterback of the defense yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so and, it's, and that it's was what he was playing yeah, yeah. go on sorry yeah it it's something that you know this guy is not going to start day one mm-hmm. and it's going to be allowed. He's going to be allowed that bit of time to develop the relationship with the defensive line, with the secondary. He'll get snaps in practice at middle linebacker. So it's not going to be as pressurized of a situation for him. So would drafting him then more suit what we're looking for? Hmm. I mean, you know, you need to have a plan for him. For, yeah, for definite going forward in what you need to do um and how you plan to utilize him because yeah. although you know they they've done it across the, the cowboys i'm on about now they've they they've they've helped themselves out those middle guys the middle yeah. of the roster with like guys like washington and uh fowler as well mm-hmm. you know they they've helped the middle of that roster but it doesn't mean that they're adverse from taking a guy at those positions that includes yeah. them re-signing lve and I think a guy, if you wanted to, so you know, like we did with Jabril Cox in the fourth round, because that's where I have yeah. Beavers is more of a fourth round guy. Yeah. And I think that is where he's going to fall as well. Yeah. Um, uh, that could be a guy like the same thing again. You know, you get a repeat where they go, hmm, let's take this guy and know what we need to do, what our plan is, what his yeah. limitations are, uh, and go from there. Like the trouble you're going to have. Is a lot, a lot of people, and it's always the last thing you did that people remember. And the last mm. thing he did was stink up the joint against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that's and, the trouble. Yeah. And like, to be fair, it, a lot of players stink up the joint against Alabama because the this last two true. players yeah. on the list, <laughs> I have that point. Mm-hmm. But you know, as you say, yeah, it is. It is what's freshest in your memory. So, yeah, you know, hopefully teams will look and go right. This guy came in, 
transferred, started at Mike Linebacker, didn't look out of place, maybe had a few issues, as Rich says, with trusting what was behind him. But it's something that can be worked on and can be developed. And yeah. kind of t- ties in here with, with what DJ Dog has added at the bottom is he needs to trust his eyes. Uh, yes. I, again, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard to explain mm. is that yeah. he, he's got the process and speed and he knows what to look at. It just seems to be that he's just a snap delay. Um, yeah. Like I say, that he runs to his bag of trips and all of a sudden then he's just like, what am I left to do? And mm. you, you do, you see that. Um, yeah. And as I, I, as we were saying, it, it's he understands the play. He just doesn't mm-hmm. understand the concept. Yeah, that's the easiest way to brand it. Yeah. So you you have him in the fourth. Me, I've got a fourth rank grade on him. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've him edge of the third, top of the fourth. Um, yeah, he's top of the. He's the very first fourth linebacker for me. The very first potentially could rise depending on how things shake up. And let's not forget, we are within a month now of the draft. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't know what way things are going to move because, I mean, who was it um, two weeks ago? Tyler Smith. Guy nobody was talking about. And suddenly someone put him into a mock draft in their top in their first round. Mm. And suddenly everyone was going, who's this Tyler Smith guy? Why do we need to look at him? <laughs> you know, so... So, where he's ranked now does not hold to where he could potentially be ranked. Because mm-hmm. you, you mentioned Jabril Cox there in, in, in a way for the Cowboys. And most of us last year had Jabril Cox in the second round. Yeah, We got him in the fourth. So, you just never know what way the draft will go, where guys will fall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so... Hope look, hopefully he, he does fall to us in the fourth. But <laughs> the last the last two guys we're gonna talk about, I'm gonna go with Quay Walker He's got a out way, right? of Georgia. Yeah. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the the the, the, the big nasty for last. <laughs> um so again, last year Georgia had an almost NFL defense. I'm just looking at my board. They had Travon Walker, Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, Darian Kendrick, Devontae Wyatt, mm-hmm. Lewis Sign, yeah. Quay Walker, Nolan mm-hmm. Smith. I mean, yeah. these guys yeah, are all going to be I was going to say, just don't, don't you know, you're, you, you mentioned just the guys from this year's draft. Don't forget yeah. there's guys coming in the next draft who, who were just as nasty. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> Quay Walker, take it, take it away. Um, very rangy, a big mm-hmm. rangy athlete. Um, very athletic. Yeah. Um, we was talking before. You feel you feel his impact in the run game. That he was mm-hmm. when the D line uh, leaked. He was the guy who would come in and fill the hole, and yes. he did fill the hole. You know, like I was talking earlier with Leo about. Um, you know, about the tackle momentum. Here's another guy that does that really effectively. Like, there's literally none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, put it this way, you know, like Leo has did does have issues with falling off blocks. That's more of a technique issue with him more mm-hmm. than anything. But 
with 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 Craig Walker, that doesn't happen. Like literally in his entire uh, uh, collegiate career, he has totaled seven missed tackles. That's it, and that's on. 200, 150, so 350 on like 420 run defense snaps, which is just yeah. insane. Seven missed tackles. So it just goes yeah. to show you how he is. In terms of where you want him to play, is an inside linebacker, a 4 3, that is for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more of a run and chase guy, um, you know, um, with all respect. He, he, the, he is massive. It, it, let's just start there. The wingspan on this guy, yeah. the arm length and the reach that he can put on. And bear in mind, this is a guy who's six foot four and 240 pounds as well. So yeah. he just engulfs players. And, and you know, when you say with the momentum, that's mostly due to it, that he can wrap the guys up uh, and hold them up. The issue with him, instincts are more, and we're going back to this again, his FBI is a uh, hit or miss. It's going to go one yeah. way or the other. He'll be in the right place, and he's understand what he's read. He's read his keys, and he's in the right place, or he's second-guessed himself. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that's down to coaching. I'm sure he'd be able to figure that out. In terms, though, of having to take him off the field, you don't need to. He's there for all three downs because he's got yeah. the height, he's got the weight, he's got the athleticism, and he's got the reach. So you can just keep him out there and keep him keep him, him going. Um, no problems with him in terms of stacking and shedding blockers. Could do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he's a guy that you can literally, if you drafted him, you you can decide when you're in camp which of the linebacker positions you want him to play because he he can mm-hmm. play all three. He can play. Yeah. He can play the Will, the Mike, and the Sam. Mm-hmm. Rich, give us your thoughts. Uh, again, very similar um, instincts. From what I saw, was pretty good. But again, I'm you know I'm limited in terms of the film I watched. Um, good fluidity. Um, in his hips, he can he can shift, backpedal, shift, turn around, and be gone. Um, of being negating routes pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and he's also good fighting at the line of scrimmage. He can, like Mike said, he can get in there, he can fight, and then be shed in to then work on the next person. He tends to do that really well. The one thing I noticed about him, um, he very much seems to be. He has his job, he does his job, and he does it well. He plays fast and he plays smart, and he's very much a team player. He plays with discipline. And yeah. when one thing I liked about him is in coverage, when he's out playing man coverage out in the open, he, he plays with good leverage. He uses the field to his advantage, um, which is something that not, not very many guys tend to do very well. But he tends, I, I think, he thinks he tends to do it pretty well. Um, and obviously, you limit limited risk then in that side of things. He doesn't. He focuses more on tackling the guy than playing and contesting and playing the ball when it's coming in. Like he's coming yeah. down. Like I said, he's playing with leverage. He's not looking. He doesn't get to the point, and he's not looking over. Tempted to look over at the quarterback to see what's happening to try and play the ball. He's sticking on his man, and he's taking him out, and that's it. So he's keeping everything. It enables the defense to keep everything then in front of them because he's not. 
slowing down because he's not looking where he's going. You've got that natural slowdown to enable them potentially to play the whip around around the inside. It's literally just they're, they're going to hit at some point. He's on an yeah. intercept course and he's, he's going to get there because he has got the speed. Um, yeah. Not the strongest out of everyone, I yeah. think, of the lightest line of scrimmage, but he's got fight in him um, and he's got smarts and he's, he, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. The, he is the, good at the chase. Go on, sorry. sorry. Yeah. The, 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 the one note I had, and Mikey brought it up there in terms of his FBI, is that, it, that it's a bit spotty. But yes. this is a guy who's only started play, not started playing linebacker, but he only started at linebacker from 2020. Yeah, so yeah. Um, and what I see in terms of drafts and, and boards is Quay Walker is a guy who keeps moving up boards. Yeah. He's gone mm. he's gone from the the close to a hundred into the top fifty, moving into the forties and late thirties at this stage. So there is that room for growth there with him, and teams seem to be looking at that now rather than saying this is a guy who's going to come in and start straight away. He's, yeah, we'll use him in packages, but we're not going to expect him to be an impact guy straight away. Yeah, 100%. Like you say, the the, <coughs> the issues with him, like with his vision and his instincts, is that he's he, he started in 2020, and he, he didn't even start straight away it was about yeah. a third of the way into the season that he started yeah uh in 2020 um so yeah and that that was really uh, you know that is the main issue because you do see it especially on like misdirections so misdirection run plays and play action passes mm-hmm. he will bite on them you know you see him flow that way and it's just down to, to experience and natural instinct from playing because he hasn't had the chance to do it yet. His starting experience is the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. There we go. That's that guy. Yeah, so that's that guy. <laughs> Mike. Mike, I can tell Mike is excited for the last guy that we are going to talk about. So... When I was studying tape of Nicobe Dean, when I was looking at tape of Trayvon Walker, when I was looking at Jordan Davis, one guy kept disrupting my attention. <laughs> this is a guy who I kind of laid the seed there a few minutes ago. Is His best tape this year was against Alabama, but his worst tape this year was also against Alabama. That sounds about and, right, mind. You know, he he had a terrible SEC championship game, but then most mm. of the Georgia defense did. They mm. resurrected themselves in the championship game. So we are talking about Big Nasty himself, Channing Tindall, linebacker mm. out of Georgia. So, Mike, take it away. Yeah, well, he's he was basically he was the unsung hero almost um, yeah. on that defense because it's easy on that Georgia defense to get um, lost in just like the the the, the talent pool of it all. Um, but he just, this is a guy who just has an instinct for the ball. He's got a nose for the ball. Will find it. Will pick it out, and his trigger when it goes is done. Um, what though I would say in terms of what you want from him is to be more of the attacking linebacker on a team um, mm-hmm. because of his strength 
and he, he's got good blitz ability that when you ask him to do it, and um, he can spy as well. So, mm. you know, you've got that feel for it. He's got the feel for it. Good, I would say not good, probably more elite um, speed for a linebacker. I'll bring his numbers up in a moment. Um, just like literally another guy who will not let running backs drift over him. He will he will go the other way. He'll he will run over running backs. Um because he's just so aggressive, so nasty. He's going in there to hurt someone. But that is also his problem is that he tries to come in at full speed. So there's like this wild play style, especially on that Georgia defense where you're not looking for it. You're looking for more gap integrity and to keep the line. And this is why they would make Channing Tindall the, the 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 lost guy. Why some people, when you talk about the Georgia defense, he gets lost because he he was never a starter for them. Um, more because of just that wild play style that he has. Um, and I'll just try and get the numbers up while I'm I'm chatting away here, um, just to give you an idea that when you start talking about it. That the you know, arm length's good, but then you just go into the, the athletic test scores and it's um 10 yard split, 40 yard dash, vert broad jump, and you just go, okay, 90%, 95%, 98%, 95%. That's all you just need to say. You just need to say, and you just go, okay, so the guy is a demon, and you just go, yeah. Um yeah. and I, you know. Just some simple stuff that you can um, go into with him is that he managed to get a very decent amount of production and to help their defense and help them win, um, you know, the college football champ uh, playoffs. And he got all of this and, and all of his statistics as well when you look through it, and he was never a starter. He did it all without being a true starter on that defense. So you just like go, wow, and you go, yeah, yeah. And he, he was, he was rotated out quite a bit. Yeah. Rich, give us your thoughts. Uh, again, very athletic, explosive speed, violent, solid tackler. Um, and a lot of what I saw was spying. Um, mm. Did he have? Because again, I've watched a limited film. Was mm. that basically his role, more or less, last year? Because I didn't see him doing very much in coverage. Was that just he just wasn't given that much to do? Is that like a yeah. general trend or scheme? Georgia scheme. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah um, you, you more than anything as well with Channing, you're going to want to put him. Um, as that, as, as you say, as the attacking linebacker, yeah. definitely yeah. you want to give him that. Yeah. I'll try and get his stat numbers up now. Um, yeah. So this year, five and a half sacks, one forced fumble, sixty-seven total tackles. Um, yeah, so that that's just going off that. And then, but you know, when you go off the other years, and bear in mind he's done that not as a star, as a rotational piece mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, have I got a snap count? Defensive snaps. Yeah. So if you just get his previous two seasons, um, 75 snaps was the most this year, then, uh, or last season, 474 snaps. So it's not a great deal, but he still yeah. manages to get a lot of it done. But he wasn't used in coverage all that much at all. No. 
Yeah. More more down to skiing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And the, the, the additional benefit you're going to have with having Channing Tindall is he has the ability to be your core special teamer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have re-signed um, Luke Gifford for yes. next season. But, I mean, Luke Gifford is a guy you could very easily cut to make room for Channing Tindall and allow him to, to as you say, to bring him in in spots at linebacker Mm-hmm. As a spy, as a guy who can blitz off blitz as well, and you know, just let him have small packages of games. Don't be relying on him as, as one of your main three guys. But has there is there is an ability there and can play can play multiple as well. Like Georgia, primarily play a three four defense. So with Dan Quinn saying he wants multiple front scheme, he has that ability to fit in as a fourth linebacker if needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, if they, if they take Tyndall, um, mm-hmm. I'm totally happy with that. Um, yeah. it does. You know where that's going, though. If they are, I yeah. just, I, I, I don't know if they will. Um, mm-hmm. pfft, hold on, what grade have I given him? Third round grade. So, oh, third, yeah. Yeah, it's it's close. That's close to the, the edge, depending on what they want to do. Although they get the extra picks, which they can probably mm-hmm. use. They could probably use those compensatory picks to try and help get themselves uh, mm. maybe an extra fourth pick or move up in the third if they want to try and get him. Don't know if they're going to yeah. want to do that, though. I'm not sure. Because yeah. I've got a funny feeling those fifth-round compensatory picks, at least one of them is going to be used on special teams. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I, I think I think you're looking at one of Cameron Dicker or Cade York being used yeah. with those with those two picks. Obviously, the the resigning of Brian Anger has meant we're not going for punt god himself, uh, Matt Ariaza. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, D, DJ Dog is is agreeing with us a lot in terms of Georgia guys and saying you know that that their physical. Freaks, a lot of speed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he did also say that Lewis Sign is the hardest hitting safe one of the hardest hitting safeties he's seen in the draft. So again, I don't think we're gonna go wrong if we draft a player and the college they come out of is Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, what's crazy to say is like, you know, you're talking, you know, while we're on the subject of safety, is that safety cornerback and it's very weird to say it doesn't feel right is not a concern for the cowboys this season in the draft mm. you know yeah. you were saying before i don't see them drafting a safety and you go they no. don't need to they probably yeah. like when we had um uh, uh special guest on thursday help me out jeff Gaffner. no 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 last thursday just gone oh um <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. This is bad. Anyway, when we were speaking to that, when we were, uh, mind just gonna bug me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that when we was talking last week, it was just like, yeah, it's very strange. Doesn't mean to say that they won't go and get another defensive back, but I do feel um, confident with them. Uh, and when you go yeah. through the, the, the safety position, and we went through the NFC East hmm. saying, um, yay or nay. That when we was going through it, 
we was just like going safety and we were going mm, yeah that's good you know i'm happy with safety for the cowboys they win the nfc east on this one um and you know you keep it's a regular theme now with um with that that defense i'm sorry i'm trying to do two things at once because i feel like especially, especially if he's watching kyle yeomans there we go kyle Oh, oh man! Kyle, we, we do love you. I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Um, Twenty yeah, past ten. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> clocks have gone forward. Oh. Um, but Mike, Mike, you did touch on something I wanted to comment on. I posted it about an hour before we came on the show. Yeah, sure. Uh, someone in their infinite wisdom ranked the quarterbacks in the NFC East today. <laughs> oh, God. And Dak Prescott <laughs> was second. Infinite we, and wisdom he... are not the two words that I would use to describe this person, me personally, with the greatest of respect to him as a human being. I bear in mind, and I put his comment he made at the time up that he said um, before he, Dak got drafted, he said um, Dak is at best a backup tight end in the NFL, and I'll just leave yeah. that there for you to play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's I, terrible, man. I mean, I think I think he's definitely proven that pundit to be entirely wrong, and. We'll continue to do so next season when um, the Washington football team draft a quarterback and don't even use the quarterback they traded for in this offseason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there so go, there, there we go. We've wrapped up um, our linebacker coverage. Um, which, which section are we covering next week, Mike? I know you have the the agenda are we are we flipping back around to wide receivers wide yeah yeah the next batch of wide receivers next week. next batch of wide receivers so that will be tuesday mike and the team are back on thursday night at nine o'clock mike you have a special guest if you want to announce it we do we have jeff kavanagh coming on yeah to talk about sky more <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to hear about an hour's coverage of Sky Moore and Sky Moore only, make sure you tune in on Thursday night. Before we get out of here, we do have to pay the bills, quite obviously. So, Rich, take it away. Oh, God, you're going to put me on the spot, man. I was doodling. Right. <laughs> COVID now, hopefully, is all over. Lol. What's COVID? No one remembers. Um, Cowboys Experience, if you manage to head over to a game next year, hopefully everyone does. Hit up our guys at Cowboys Experience. They are insanely good. The experiences you get, the meet and greets, the tailgating, the special packages, the little bit extras, absolutely phenomenal. I know the guys in the group have done it. A lot of guys, Paul's done it, I know. But if you're going to book it, for the love of God, use the discount code UK Cowboys. Because when you do, you get free stuff. And everyone loves free stuff, especially Scottish people. Don't forget to check out. Don't forget to check out our fellow content creators as well all these guys are listed here and there are many more go out find them give them love share them all as much as you want because more opinions makes you a better rounded person and a better rounded scout as well this is true 
<laughs> so it is a good night for me passing the bat on over to Mike for Thursday night thank you kindly yes and we'll see you all on Thursday Yeah.